0: Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I'm Beth Shank, host of the podcast, along with our guest host, Dr. Shanda Demarest, as she explores nurses' experiences with the Nurses' Climate Challenge around the world. In this episode, Shanda speaks with four nursing students who have created a resolution for the decarbonization of healthcare. Enjoy.
1: Welcome everybody to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. This is your guest host Shanda Demarest with you live in Salt Lake City. I am at the National Student Nurses Association Annual Convention, the 70th actually. And I'm here with Kara Cook from Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, bringing all things nursing, all things climate to this super special population. And yesterday when Kara and I were tabling, um, reaching the student audience about the climate impacts um, and what they can do to take action, we were approached by a special group of students who are working on a resolution for NSNA. We'll learn more about what that is shortly, but I'm actually joined today by four of those students from Case Western Reserve University, Um, and they're sophomores up to seniors. We'll hear from them in a moment, but this is a special session live with real humans all at the same time. We're going to be talking today about what that NSNA resolution around healthcare decarbonization is. We'll ask them why they posed it. We will ask them what their hopes are for the resolution and and get some tips and tricks for taking climate action on behalf of student nurses. So first, I would love to give my um, interviewees an opportunity to introduce themselves. Uh, First, can I hand it over to you, Aaliyah? We'd love to ask what your name is, what um, uh, year you are in nursing, and where you're from originally.
2: Hi, thank you so much. My name is Aaliyah Clements. I am a senior nursing student this year, and I am from Michigan.
3: Hi, my name is Nicholas Valenta. I am a sophomore nursing student in the BSN program at CASE, and I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
4: Hi, I'm Sampatha Arora. I'm a junior nursing student, and I'm from Jersey.
5: Hi, I'm Megan Rodriguez. I am a junior nursing student, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana.
1: Magnificent. Well, welcome, Aliyah, Nick, Sampatha,
5: and Megan.
1: Let's get going. So Nick, I would like to pose this question to you first. In your own words, why should nursing students concern themselves with climate change?
3: Well, at the very least, I think student nurses should concern themselves with it because it's going to affect all of us at some point in the future. That's a fact. But additionally, think about how much it's going to affect other people because at some point it will start to affect migration patterns of humans right certain cities will be underwater and then people will have to move and that will put further stress on the healthcare system. So it's really going to affect us personally, but also ourselves in the workplace too.
1: Mm, thank you, Nick. Some of the do you have something to add there as well. Yeah. Um, I think nursing students should never, you
4: know, don't underestimate yourself in terms of what power you have, Um, even for an issue as big as climate change, which can be overwhelming whenever anyone takes a deep dive into it. Remember that you have the ability to just, you know, you can talk about anything and everything and you can advocate to anything and everything. And our main role as nurses in the future is patient education. So the more you know about this topic, the more you can help and take better care of those that you will be working with in the future.
2: Mm,
1: Thank you. Thank you both. So as we heard, um, all four of these students are from Case Western Reserve University. And as listeners might remember, the Nurses' Climate Challenge has a School of Nursing commitment. Case Western is part of that. So the faculty that these students um, work with are also deliberately integrating climate change into the nursing coursework. And you heard it from these folks directly. Climate change is not only a nurse. Um, uh, space for practicing nurses. Our future professionals are going to certainly be encountering health impacts of climate change in our populations increasingly in the future. So, so let's shift to the details of this resolution. Um, you've shared it with me. It's remarkable. Um, the the topic, the title here is in support of education. Guiding the reduction of carbon emissions created by healthcare facilities, and and take it from me, this is extremely cutting edge. Like this is the first encounter that I know of, um, working on behalf of Healthcare Without Harm, where nursing students are shedding light on the fact that healthcare facilities contribute directly to climate change via carbon and other greenhouse gas emissions. And so you have pulled together the language to bring that to nursing students and helping them understand what their role is in decreasing those emissions. So, so Megan, um, let's start with the basics here. What is a resolution for the National Student Nurses Association?
5: Yeah, so this is basically a document um, that we work on throughout the academic year, and it focuses on an area related to nursing, related to uh, public health or global health that we think nurses and healthcare professionals should be aware of and advocate on behalf of. So, um, we sat down in the fall of 2020 and started brainstorming ideas for what we wanted to introduced to the National Student Nurses Association and advocate for. Um, Annie Franklin, a co-author of this resolution, um, came up with this idea to focus on carbon emissions and healthcare, because we know it's a very big issue. And as we even state in this resolution, uh, the US healthcare system alone emits 400 or 547 megatons of uh, carbon dioxide compared to 342 megatons from china and 249 megatons from the entire european union itself so obviously just with some of those numbers and facts alone this is an issue and we really thought that nurses with how many of us there are and as um sampada said you know we have a large voice in the healthcare field. Um, We really wanted to tackle this and dive into what it means for our patients, you know, on an individual and community level. How is this affecting our patients when they come in and the care that we give them and the environment that we're sending them back into? Um, And so we we gathered research um, from a lot of different sources and those are uh, what we call whereas statements which are just facts that are supporting um, the reason for bringing this resolution up. And then we have resolve statements where we ask for the National Student Nurses Association to advocate for this, to publicize it, and to educate um, its members and members of the uh, healthcare profession um, about this topic as well. Awesome, thank you,
1: Megan. Um, and Aliyah, I know that you have a little bit that you want to share as well as it pertains to the resolution?
2: Yeah, uh, Megan did a great job of explaining what a resolution uh, is and the clear explanation of the contents of it. Uh, But I wanna talk about the importance and the great opportunity of making a resolution. So I've been making resolutions for the past three years now. And I think the opportunity to allow nursing students to kind of raise their own voice in different topics that they believe should be talked about more and acted upon. I think I think it's a major, a different kind of educational opportunity. We are developing leadership skills. We're developing uh, delegation, accountability, uh, time management in terms of deadlines for submitting these resolutions. But we're kind of able to take a subject that we all agree is incredibly important and needs to be talked more on and research it by ourselves, kind of discuss what we would like NSNA to do about it, basically, in terms of uh, improving advocacy on it or even just raising awareness publishing in the imprint magazine that NSNA authors.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And NSNA has an official collaboration with the Nurses Climate Challenge. And so, Aaliyah, what you talked about as it pertains to advocacy, developing leadership skills, opportunities for basically helping nursing students move beyond what the traditional experience is in their, um, you know, in their educational institutions and empowering you to, to do some really cool, innovative work. And when it comes to the topic of healthcare decarbonization, obviously, in, in my opinion, there there almost can't be more important work. Um, before we, we switch to the next um, sort of topic here, I I want to pull on a thread, Megan, that you brought up. Um, you were referencing the actual impact of healthcare care on, on the climate. Um, and certainly there's been a lot of really interesting momentum nationally and globally as it pertains to leaders starting to pay attention to the need to decarbonize healthcare. care. So, so for example, um, at the end of 2021, the Biden administration put out a, a, an announcement that they're going to start decarbonizing federal facilities. And so what that means is um, the VA, the army medical hospitals um, are all going to work towards, first of all, establishing their carbon footprint or their, their greenhouse gas inventories, setting goals for reduction and moving away basically from this, this Fossil fuel addiction. The U.S. government is leading that in healthcare facilities. That's brand new. That is cutting edge. Um, there's also the National Academy of Medicine uh, work group on healthcare decarbonization. So, so certainly there is a vein that you are all tapping into, no pun intended here, um, and and it's um, gaining a lot more momentum. Not only in health professions, but certainly as it pertains to our own as nurses. So, thank you. Uh, let's let's shift a little bit here and um, talk a bit about why you chose this topic. Um, some of that, let's let's talk with you first here. Yeah, um, I think one thing I want to preface this is like if you don't think that you are
4: like directly affected by um, carbon emissions or climate change there is like a personal connection um, and everyone does have one. Personally, for me, um, my family is originally from India um, and my brother and I actually lived in India for like the first three years of our life. Um, However, for like the first three years that my my brother was like from the years of like two to five, I want to say he actually was constantly hospitalized in India due to the carbon emissions and the poor air quality. Um, he has uh, he has chronic asthma, and it was uncontrollable, essentially. Um, you know, the minute he stepped outside, he would immediately have like an asthma exacerbation. Um, and that's not like a quality of life that anyone would want for their kid from two to five. Like, the, that kid should be able to go outside, they should be able to play, they shouldn't be having like the struggle to breathe, which is, you know, everyone has the right to breathe. Um, and it's, it was just really hard for my family to see that. So we had to move back to the U.S. Um, And my mom is from here, but my dad is from India. So he had to leave behind all of his family. So that's like, you know, Nick mentioned like migration patterns, um, but we're leaving behind our roots. Um, And we came to the U.S. so like he can have access to better healthcare. And so, you know, he could breathe. And now um, after COVID, both my grandparents in India actually have permanent respiratory damage. Um, So, air quality has just consistently gotten worse over the past 10 to 15 years so much worse than when we were living there and now we have to figure out a way like we have to get our grandparents we're trying to convince them to move here so they for the betterment of like their health Um, you know they're at an older age now it's everything just gets a little bit harder Um, and healthcare costs are also increasing and they need someone to help them help support them and that's something that we can give them here but at what cost? It's the cost of leaving their roots and their family. So it's definitely a tough decision that they have to make. Um, And it shouldn't be a decision that anyone really has to make. Um, So
1: that's definitely my personal connection. Sampada, thank you. Um, And, you know, as we hear about your story, perhaps that's something that resonates with all of us as we think about what our experience is with the health impacts of climate change from from wherever we live and, and what our families' experiences are as well. Um, Megan, I'd, I'd like to ask you more about um, choosing the topic of, of carbon emissions here as well. And I, I do understand that there are two co authors that aren't with us right now. Um, you are referenced Annie, but I would like to invite you to, yeah, make a little nod to them as well, um, even if they're not with us here in Salt Lake City.
5: Yes, so we had two other co-authors who are not here with us today, Annie Franklin and Megan Arumpanil. Um, Annie Franklin was actually, as I mentioned earlier, um, the co-author that introduced this idea of um, addressing carbon emissions in healthcare. Um, she's very passionate about climate change, um, global health, uh, and our environment. Um, and so I, I was really inspired by um, her ideas for this resolution. And everyone on the team was ready to go full force with this idea, um, which was really great to feel and very inspiring for all of us. Um, So I guess each of us might have a a personal connection to this and a personal personal connection to climate change and how it affects us. But um, I also wanna highlight um, some of the impacts on our patients that really, drove my passion for this topic as well that we mentioned in our resolution due to climate change we see a higher frequency of natural disasters these can have a lot of physical implications for patients in terms of injury displacement etc but also there are significant mental and behavioral consequences that includes anxiety depression ptsd and things like that so this is really impacting the physical, emotional, mental well-being of our patients. Um, maybe we don't see them in the hospital for these implications, but they are likely underlying in many patients that we see, and we just don't know it, or that's maybe not what they're there for. But this is impacting our patients and our communities. Just. Finding these facts and seeing this information in our research really added fuel to my fire in terms of my passion for learning about these issues and advocating for our patients um, and advocating as a nurse um, to improve our systems in healthcare facilities so that we do not harm our patients as we're trying to help them. (laughs) In our in our hospitals and our facilities,
1: I love that last thought that you included there. So that we do not harm our patients and healthcare without harm. Um, our our mission is to support our sector in in the Hippocratic oath. Really, that's what you're referencing. Do no harm. Do no harm first. Um, and, and thank you for giving that review of what some of those health impacts of climate change are. Certainly, um, you know, some of the Nurses Climate Challenge resources and and others, of course, from the World Health Organization, the Lancet Commission, the American Public Health Association, state health departments. I, I could go on. We're seeing more and more attention um, being paid by these governing bodies that nurses follow anyway. Um, and so the opportunity to, to take action on this on behalf of our patients as nursing students, uh, that, that the time couldn't be more ripe. So I would like to ask what your hopes are for this resolution, maybe specifically, but but even more broadly, if you if you have anything you want to share on that end, um, Aaliyah, what is your vision for the impact that this NSNA resolution about healthcare decarbonization can have for nursing students and our profession more broadly? Of course,
2: uh, one of the things about this topic that really stood out to me was that it was another point of advocacy and action that nursing in general could focus on and I'm not sure about other nursing programs in the world even but I know at our Case Western Nursing Program we have actually talked in classes about the effects of climate change on patients and I know Megan you were talking about how patients come in all the time maybe with a, a specific diagnosis or symptom that they're experiencing, but maybe a lot of us don't necessarily attribute that to climate change. Shanda, I know earlier you were talking about how excited you guys were to find a resolution on carbon emissions um, for this NSNA convention, but at least to publish a resolution, we need to make sure that resolutions in the past five years have not covered the same topic. And in preparation for making this resolution, we did our research and went back into the past resolutions, and we noticed that there has not been a resolution on carbon emissions. So we thought that was a bit more exciting in making our resolution because we're bringing forth a topic that other nursing students may not even talk about or know about. So one of our main hopes for this resolution is spreading awareness and education and not just nursing programs, but also within the hospitals that might we might be doing clinicals in or we might be working in in the future. And uh, one of the statements that we actually made in our resolution for the National Student Nurses Association to act on was to advocate for increased education within these hospitals regarding the effects of increased carbon emissions and those effects on population health, as well as the medical practices conducive to decreased carbon emissions. So, our our main goal here is to spread awareness. I think this is this is. A huge topic that's not huge enough yet, and we should be paying attention to it a lot more. So, Aaliyah, thank you. You you referenced
1: the extremely important aspect of building awareness and building momentum um, within the student nursing population. Megan, did you have
5: something to add as well? Yeah, and I think we focus on increasing awareness because the first step to advocacy and leadership starts at education. It starts at building the foundation and knowledge, and that's really what we want to do with this resolution. And you know, we want to arm nursing students and nurses with the knowledge um, and confidence to move forward as leaders in healthcare.
1: Aha! Yes, I love it. Thank you both, um, and thank you all for having the vision to craft a vision for other nursing students to get behind. So yes education and awareness is imperative and as we close out let's let's uh shed a little light on what the next steps after knowing can be so you know we're we're going to be measured by only one metric and that is what our carbon emissions actually are so that's really what your resolution is about how do we yes teach and then decrease those carbon emissions so what are some actions listeners can take today as climate nurses to become more
2: active in this space? We'll we'll do a little round robin here. Aliyah, I'm gonna hand it over to you first. I think in nursing programs, especially in the clinical setting, we are all taught as nursing students to pay attention to our surroundings. You know, walking into a patient's room, what do you notice? But one thing I have noticed actually at Case Western we are lucky enough to experience uh, an operating room clinical session and (laughs) one of the major things I noticed and it was interesting because we were uh, making this resolution around the time that I was experiencing this clinical rotation, the OR is an incredible source of waste for hospitals and in terms of keeping the patient's safety a priority, a lot of the instruments that are in use are one-time use. So I saw and I, w- I witnessed a lot of waste in the operating room. And I consider it a bit of a double-edged sword because we do want to keep infection risks as low as possible in terms of this equipment use. but where is all of this waste going and what effect is it going to have on the patient in the future? Maybe not the patient on that operating table, but future patients walking into outpatient clinics and hospitals experiencing the effects of climate change and the waste that humans as a whole not just the healthcare industry creates is going to have a huge effect on the patient populations we're going to be seeing in the future. So pay attention to your clinical settings and Ask questions. I know as nursing students, you are taught to ask as many questions as possible. I love it. Thank you, Alia. Over to Nick.
3: You know, you know, we're all kind of taught about how we can each do our own, you know, small part to combating climate change, whether it's, you know, kind of stopping using single use plastics or trying to find more um, friendly ways to get to work or school or things like that. But at some level, at some point, there's going to have to be a governing body that creates policies that better supports. Um, combating climate change. So something that's really easy to do, not just for nursing students, but really for everyone, is to be involved and be aware in your local, state, and even federal elections. Make sure that who you are voting into office, who, who is getting your vote, is going to be someone who's going to work against the effects of climate change. And that will hopefully be another uh, small step on the path to, to combating this issue.
1: Right. And midterms are coming up in right around the corner here. Uh, so attach your vote to the climate issue. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. Sambada. The...
4: Um, I think the main thing I want nursing students to know is that understanding the reason that your patient is in front of you is more than their current diagnosis. Um, all problems are multi like multifaceted. And we should start thinking climate change when we consider why the patient is sitting in front of us. And when we start thinking climate change, I want you to be innovative and um, on the options that you're gonna offer them and educate yourself um, on in terms of like, especially with respiratory symptoms, which is one of my main um, reasons. So when it comes to medication, asthma management, air purifiers, there are many companies out there like MedWish or GoodRx that can help your patients afford and manage rising healthcare costs that are due in fact to climate change. So step forward, be
1: mindful and stay educated. thank you. And Megan for the closing word
5: how important it is to believe that you can be a leader. Anyone can be a leader in wherever they are, in the hospital, outpatient, wherever. And so as nursing students prepare to become registered nurses and practice, I want you to know that you can be part of the solution and you are part of the solution already. You know, as I said before, arm yourself with knowledge and research um, and bring this to your administration you know, um, stand up for what you believe in. And people will listen, people will listen to people who have conviction and are passionate about what what they know and what they care about. So I would say just believe that you are a leader.
1: Leah, Nick,
5: Sambada, Megan, thank you. You
1: heard it from them, folks. Ask questions, engage in policy, investigate alternatives be a leader. And if there is one example of of nursing student leadership that I, I would love all of you to to get a little more familiar with, this NSNA resolution is one. Um, them learning about climate change in Case Western Reserve University is another. And you know, we as future professionals in the field have so much power um, to to help shift this this climate scenario towards a healthier future for us all. Um, So thank you for spending time with me today all of you it's been a pleasure we are doing virtual high fives in the room here. Um, Enjoy the rest of the convention everyone and Absolutely. And listeners, thank you for spending some time with us. Of course, uh, if you have not become a nurse climate champion yet, check out nursesclimatechallenge.org and register for access to resources that will help you become nurse climate champions and decrease healthcare carbon emissions, just like these four told us about today. Be well and be climate smart.
0: Thank you, Shanda, Megan, Aaliyah, Nicholas, and Sampata. It is so exciting to hear about the fabulous and forward-thinking work of these student leaders. And as they launch their nursing careers, their eyes are open about the ways climate will add to health challenges, and they are well-informed about actions we can all take. Thank you all. And thank you all for listening, and please tune in for our upcoming podcast with Shanda Demarest highlighting nurse climate champions. Check us out at envirn.org, and please subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. Talk to you next time.